Welcome to the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I'm sports editor Greg Kime, and with me is sports reporter Austin Huff. And Austin, we're kicking off season number two today of the podcast with a special guest yeah. in our studio. We have Mr. Nathan Dean, mm-hmm. who is the athletic director at Jimtown High School, and he's also a member of the ISHA Board of Directors. Yes, very Nathan, big guest. Thanks great, for coming in today. We great, appreciate great it. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We appreciate you being here, obviously, in these very interesting circumstances in the world and uh, we figured, you know, who knows the IHSA and the inner workings of that in the area better than you. So we really appreciate you having you on here. Well, I, I appreciate it. Uh, of course, my my role with the IHSA is one of um, I'm an elected board member, and um, so I'm one of 20, 20 uh, voting members on the IHSA board. But I can certainly, you know, uh, help out and you know answer some questions if possible. Right. How how difficult is it to combine those two things right now? To be an athletic director at your school and also be in looking out for all the other schools in the state. It's it's uh, it's difficult now. It, it always has been difficult because you know right from the get go um, when I got elected to the to the board of directors in two thousand nine, um, you know it was it was made very clear you're representing four hundred and twenty member schools in the IHSAA, and you know it's easy a lot of times to filter things through. Um, the interests of your own school or your own conference or the, your own area of the state. And many times we have to make decisions that, that are good for all of the schools and in, in throughout the entire state of Indiana. So it's, it's um, you know, now with what's going on with the virus and everything, it's, um, it's as difficult as it ever has been, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it, it is. Yeah. You know, the last time you guys had an executive meeting was June 25th. Right. Um, what were the discussions at that point about doing fall sports season, and have they changed at all? I'm assuming you're in constant communication, emails, texts mm-hmm. with board members, IHSA. Any differences between that June 25th conversation and and now? Uh, as of right now, everything is progressing. You know, as we had discussed, um, we know that there was going to be challenges. Um, one of the one of the obvious challenges is the retirement of of. Longtime <laughs> Commissioner Bobby Cox, right at this time, and the uh, the the startup of our new Commissioner Paul Neidig. Paul Paul's a good buddy of mine, and we've known each other and been on the board together uh, for a number of years at the IHSA. And so, I can say with um, with utmost confidence that he's going to do a great job. Mm-hmm. And he um, he was he was selected for that role because of his exceptional leadership ability and and. Um, so he and he and Bobby are really working hard right now as as Bobby gets ready to, to fade into the sunset and Paul take over uh, of attacking the situation right now. Mm-hmm. It's a tough time to replace somebody, but it's also good that the fact that you had somebody that was already on the ISHJ staff yeah. that you could move up into the position that's familiar with the workings of the organization right. and right and and we were fortunate we had um, we actually had. Three, I'm sorry, four of the uh, current assistant commissioners that that applied for the job, and um, you know, through our interview process, right when that was right when that was going on, was the start of the pandemic. <laughs> right. And so the committee, you know, as we uh, talked to each candidate and and uh, you know thought about them in that role of commissioner, a lot of the filtering had to do with, hey, what's coming up, and this is 
this is this is going to get bigger and there's going to be some big decisions that are going to have to be made and and some leadership given mm-hmm. one of those big decisions um on the table that has been talked about obviously is moving some sports to the spring or flipping seasons mm-hmm. as a whole um we've seen new mexico came out last week and moved yeah. football and soccer to the spring um with your role specifically on the board do you have um would it go through you if a change were to be made? Does it go through the board, or is that just a, a specifically a commissioner thing? Like, if we were going to move sports, what that is would, that process? That would absolutely go through the board. Okay. And um, and and actually, at our at our meeting on the twenty fifth, you know, as part of many things that we discussed, that that came up as a point of discussion, and um, you know, many things are on the table, and I, I think everybody was in agreement that that would cause a lot more problems than might be solved. And, and by that we mean, uh, you know, displacement of baseball, kids, you know, sharing at schools, schools the size of Jimtown or smaller share lots of athletes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what do you do if you try to flip seasons? Um, you're, you're dealing with venues, you know, uh, for state championships. You're dealing with sponsors. There's a lot of, there's a lot of facets to that problem other than just, hey, let's let's take this season, move it here, and move the other one over here. And so one of the big issues with that was what do you how do you turn around then, say if you played football in the spring, how do you turn right around then and go into summer and preparing for going back to a fall season mm-hmm. with just a few weeks in between? Yeah, right, and that, that yeah. was one of the issues that was discussed right. as that's, well. That's that was one of the reasons why... Uh, Kyle Park at Goshen told me when I talked to him about the story we did last week, he said he would not be in favor of the change unless it was on a permanent basis. Right. Yeah. Because he said all the all the uh, concussion protocol exactly. and the health and safety issues they've been going through, he said it just wouldn't be fair to, and good for the kids to have them, you know, the ones that go to the state championship game turn around in four or five weeks exactly. and start preparing for another season. That's correct. Yeah. I, I've got a quick follow-up kind of on that schedule aspect. Is there a certain date that the IHSA has set that is okay we have to if we're going to flip we got to do we got to announce it by this date is there anything in schedule right now where it's like okay we have to do it by this date otherwise it's too late i've not heard a specific date mm-hmm. but i but it's my belief that after our discussion in june that that's now off the table for this year so we uh, won't we won't flip no like i everything? don't i don't see that happening um, that was it was made pretty clear that that was a uh, that, that was one of the things out there that had been other states had been discussed. And then Indiana, um, you know, after that discussion, I think that was pretty much scrapped as an idea. Okay. So we're going to either play fall sports yeah. or. Yeah, we're all okay. in. We're, all, we're, all, in. we're all, all in or none, right? right. Can, can you play specific sports? I think that's another question. Like, could they play girls golf and tennis, but not football or so- and soccer potentially? That's a great question. Um, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I, I think. The crowds obviously are of the most concern, you know, like we're, we're scheduled, our, our opening game, we're scheduled to play Northwood at Sharp Stadium on, on August 23rd. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, if that proceeds as planned and as scheduled, you know, that's, that's a big crowd. Oh, yeah. And um, we, we, <laughs> right. uh, we count on that, actually. And right. that's, that's a whole other part of it, too, is the financial aspect. And we'll get to that, I'm sure, later. But mm-hmm. The um, the crowds are the main issue. So, 
you know, to answer your question, I would say I don't know. That's a that's interesting. You know, parents um, going out to watch a golf match at McCormick Creek is certainly not the same as 3,000 people showing up at Sharp Stadium to watch a football game either. Right. The other big financial implication is at most schools, and Jimtown I'm sure is no exception, football is one of your main money makers. It, it, and it the is. crowds and season tickets are – you know where that money comes from. Mm-hmm. This was a this was a big year for us as as we went through last year and looked at our schedule. You know, as you budget and plan, you look ahead and say, okay, where's our revenue coming from next year? Mm-hmm. And as we as we during last year, we looked ahead and said, okay, this is great. We have uh, we're we're having a, a flip flop in schedule with with the NIC and the NLC, which meant Concord's moving up to week two. They're, they're traditionally been in our week six. And so we were, you know, this year thinking, okay, we're going to have Northwood and Concord back-to-back. It's going to be awesome. That's that's going to really help uh, our budgeting for the future. You, you hit the nail on the head. It's exactly right. Football at most schools, um, big and small, football pays the bills. And, uh, you know, if it's not for the money that we bring in from football, you know, cross country may not be possible. Golf may not be possible. Um, wrestling is another one. That's a they, they don't you know they they spend a lot of money, but they don't bring in a lot of revenue uh, for wrestling matches. And so you um, you have to um, you have to plan around football. Right, and I think a lot of people don't realize that you know um, sports departments are like self sufficient or self is that the right term? Yeah, self. They, they don't right. really take any taxpayer money. Like, you make your money. You, your budget is whatever you draw in, right. whatever you make from concession stand, merchandise, ticket sales, things right. like that. So. We have it broken down, and I, 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 I call it my general athletic fund. Right. And, you know, general athletics pays for uh, coaches' um, equipment uh, for each sport. It could be bats, balls, whatever. Anything that's um, it's needed to run the sport. But we also pay for bus transportation out of that uh, account. Uh, we pay for, um, you know, really lots of things. Now, our equipment, you know, when, when it comes to the field and a lot of the large equipment items, our, our, uh, our central office and the, the school corporation assists with those, obviously. Mm-hmm. An athletic department isn't going to be able to put in a turf field, for example. We're <laughs> um, not right. going to afford to do that. but. The actual infrastructure and equipment is supported by our school board and, and superintendent, who are incredibly supportive, by the way, at Jimtown. And I feel very, our kids feel very blessed to have the facilities that we do. But the general athletic stuff does, yes, it's it's yeah. self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you started selling season tickets yet at Jimtown? Or we have not yet. No, yeah. we're, we're we'll be we'll be opening that sometime in August. But uh, no, we haven't yet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's been thrown off a little bit too. Ticket sales, you'd probably be selling them right now, probably, right? Probably, I think you know if we open it up now, there's there's the the um, the diehard type people who will be there right away to buy tickets. Oh so, yeah, right. And then there's others that are going to wait and see. And um, so you know, at this point, you know, everybody's just kind of holding their breath and mm-hmm. and hoping something kind of on that same line and we saw it announced uh, Monday night at South Bend that as of right now South Bend schools if they have sports are not going to have fans at the games as of now I mean obviously things could change um, would that be something 
you think could work? Like, could you play a football game on a Friday night without fans? Well, it, it could work. Yeah, but it, it would it would not be um, profitable. Well, <laughs> not even just profitable. Yeah. Well, there's that, but you know the um, it, it's like you have all the expense, right? But not on the revenue. You know, if you play the game, we're going to still have, you know, uh, a seven to $8,000 equipment reconditioning bill, which we had this year, to certify our helmets and our shoulder pads and all of that equipment. And, you know, you have to outfit a player. And, you know, every every player that we put on the field and outfit at, at Jimtown High School is, you know, anywhere between, between three and $400 of equipment on them. Mm-hmm. And you have all of that expense and, and none of the revenue. So... You could do it. It would be difficult. I, I'm hoping, you know, right now, based on the the uh, reopening plan by the IHSAA and the governor's office, uh, there are no fans or no non-essential personnel involved right now in practices either. Really, not up until August 15th, I believe, is the date of when uh, mm-hmm. when spectators can be, you know, if everything stays according to the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so hopefully... You know, hopefully in another month or so, maybe things will settle down a little bit and we'll we'll still be on track. Right. I know I've read some articles about uh, the, the NFL is working on some kind of a face shield to put on players' helmets to, you know, try to protect them from, you know, other bodily fluids from other players or their own bodily fluids from getting on other players. Think there's been any kind of discussion or any talk about that at the high school level? There or? has actually. Has yeah, there, yeah. Right. They they put out um, the IHSA put out uh, something to the schools a while back of of a of a shield that's being sold that if they elect to get it you can you can. There is of course already some face shields that some of our players use now uh, that are mm-hmm. on the market. Uh, that's not necessarily covering the mouth area, but it does the the eyes and yeah. and some of the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another thing that people are thinking about right now is obviously returning to school and classes and in-person classes. And we've seen Goshen High School came out with the five different courses it could run. And like, here's all the things we could do. Yeah. Um, if classes are all online to start, though, can sports still happen? I mean, will sports still happen potentially? They can potentially. I mean, the IHSA has that in our uh, in our bylaws. You know, it's a virtual virtual right. school or uh, innovative school options for kids, and um, we addressed that actually at the June twenty fifth board meeting to make sure that that uh, superintendents had that at their disposal. That if they're offering programs for kids where they're not actually coming in and filling a seat at the brick and mortar school, they still have an option to represent their their district, you know, in their home district, and all of the grade requirements and all of the other requirements are still in place. They would just uh, uh, just represent their school, you know, uh, and and not be there present every day. Mm-hmm. Football, they've talked. A lot of people have talked about is probably one of the sports that's most conducive to possibly spreading the virus because of the amount of bodily contact and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like on every play, multiple players touch the football. The referees touch the ball when they replace it. Is there any talk about what's going to happen? What are they going to do there about sanitizing those footballs? Or uh, I know that um, uh, Assistant Commissioner Falcons, who's in charge of football for the IHSA, mm-hmm. has, has been, um, you know, working on some of that. And 
um, uh, with the guidance from the National Federation. And, you know, as they, as they work with the officials, you know, you know, in preparation for the upcoming season, I know one of the focuses is going to be on switching footballs in and out. Right. You know, uh, having, having the ability to sanitize on the sidelines. You know, and as we learn more and information about how the virus is spread, obviously um, uh, saliva is an issue. Um, necessarily touching is, isn't as important, but properly sanitizing things is never hurts and, and uh, can help. So, yeah, that, that's, that is going to be a focus. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you completely get away from it. Um, you know, wrestling's another one. I mean, wrestling <laughs> is, yeah, wrestling yeah. is, um, you can't social distance in no, that. Right. Right. <laughs> you get stalling penalties if you do. That's right. No more stalling penalties. That's the, this ultimate, year. that's the ultimate contact sport. Actually, you know? if you stall more this season, you win. So yeah, that would be right. the, that would be the point system. <laughs> I always tease our wrestling coach, you know, it's like, you know, you, you guys invented COVID in your, in, in your wrestling room. I mean, they had all kinds of stuff rolling around here on the mat. So that's a sport, though. That's as an example. They have um, adapted over the years to that becomes part of the habit of their sport. And that's the daily cleaning of the mats and the disinfecting of equipment yeah. and uniforms. And, and they do that constantly because of not just, well, not because of COVID necessarily, but of all kinds of viruses that that are you know around in a wrestling uh, room. Yeah. We've got to bring up wrestling. You know, I think a lot of us, myself included, are only thinking about fall sports because that's the, right in front of us. How much is talk about winter sports happening right now? Basketball, volleyball, wrestling, or not volleyball? Sorry, basketball and wrestling. And how much is that being discussed right now? Uh, it's it's not necessarily being discussed. I think it's more of a you know, one step at a time case at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, as you know, in, in phase one of the, the athletes coming back uh, to school and uh, we're in the second week of phase one. And I know the uh, Commissioner Neidig will be addressing, uh, I believe Wednesday to talk about how that the first couple of weeks have gone. And, you know, you've heard stories around the state of, of uh, places like Fishers where they had some kids test positive and mm-hmm. they, they shut their practices down for right. for a little while, and, and um, you know, and, and we we thought through that stuff too. But you know, what what would we do in that situation? Right. Uh, you know, but at this point, really, nobody's trying to get too far ahead of themselves. Really. Yeah, that was going to be, I guess, kind of a follow up of that is, uh, you know, Fishers kind of stopped. South Bend St. Joseph, I know, had some positive tests, and they've slowed down. Other school districts have paused. Portage, I believe, paused. With everyone kind of pausing and stopping and maybe not getting the full preparation that they would need, is there that potential to just be like, okay, if, if enough schools pause, we have to pause everybody? Because if Porter tries to play football week one and they've only had four weeks of practice as opposed to six weeks for Concord or whoever, mm-hmm. is that unfair to them? I, I think right now the, 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 the commissioner and the IHSA have made it clear that if we're going to play and we're going to start practicing – we, we knew we were going to see this. Right. Okay. We knew there there's going to be some cases. And, and every school, you know, in, in the protocol um, has has ways to, to, to deal with that. Okay. Mainly, you know, you think of it sort of like a concussion. A kid has a concussion. They're diagnosed. Mm-hmm. They leave the field. They're done. They're not coming back onto that field until a physician has cleared them. Mm-hmm. And that's the same way with this. Okay, now of course this is tra- uh, concussion isn't transmittable. Right. In this case, 
you know, we'd look and say, okay, who has that person had contact, contact with? And then, um, you know, in our situation, uh, keeping an eye on them 72 hours with the, you know, come, come, uh, communicating with the parents and saying, Hey, let's, we're watching, we're looking for symptoms and so forth. It doesn't necessarily trigger an entire shutdown of the system, but yeah, I, I think the answer to your question is that is concerning, but I think at this point the IHSA wants to uh, handle it almost like injuries. Uh, uh, the number of practices required before you can play remains the same at 10. Um, if you miss so many practices, you have to have so many before you can come back in the game, just like an injury. And so if, if a team remains healthy and, and can have their guys on the field, obviously just like same with injuries, they're going to have a better chance to win the game. Right. You, you had said before that there really wasn't a drop-dead date that, you know, about flipping sports. Is there a drop-dead date that say, you know, we can't cancel the season after this point? Or No, I don't think, I don't think that's true. I mean, at any point, just like we did with basketball, we're, you know, just finishing the sectionals and getting ready to start yeah. regionals, and that was it. The plug is pulled. Well, it was what, Thursday or Friday, I think? Thursday was the, we're not going to do it with fans. Friday right. was the postponement. Yeah, yeah, and then oh, the Adam, games on Saturday. And, so, and, and then also Adam Yoder resigned that day from Northwood Girls basketball that Friday. Yeah. So we we had a great day in the sports office at Goshen. Yeah, I bet. That was a fun day. Yikes. But yeah. yeah, well, and I think there's some there's some benchmarks that have nothing to do with high school sports that people are looking at too, saying, hey, we're we're, we're going to have the Indy 500, mm-hmm. and that's going to that's going to happen on August 23rd, and there's going to be half half capacity. At IMS, which is still what 125,000 people, yeah, or something potentially like that. there, you know, and it, we'll see how that goes, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll see um, what happens, you know, with that, yeah. and and a lot of it, you know, just depends on, I guess, what our numbers look like and mm-hmm. uh, statewide. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think I, I I don't speak uh, obviously for the entire IHSA, and I don't certainly don't pretend to speak for for the the state governor's office or the DOE. But I get the idea just from you know meetings I've been in that people in Indiana, especially, they want this to happen, and they want our sports and our kids to get back in school right. and and try to have some sense of normalcy, and then just deal with with the virus the best we can as we go. Mm-hmm. Try to mitigate keep you know like when we have games at Gymtown, i'm going to tell i'm going to tell our fans i mean i'm going to put the communication out there hey if you don't feel safe don't don't come you know and if you're in a high risk category we're going to advise you to stay home mm-hmm. you know because we don't want to put people in a in a compromising situation but, mm-hmm. but ultimately you know if we're allowed to play i think people are going to make their own choice mm-hmm. of what they you know to what level of safety they feel in, in a large group. Well, uh, you think will face masks be required if they're going to go to a game? Like, Well, as long as Elkhart County is requiring mm-hmm. it, then we would require that okay. at, at our events. You yeah. know, and then try to, um, you know, we haven't discussed this yet, but, you know, even, you know, half-capacity stadium type thing, you know, that's a possibility, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it all just remains to be seen at this point. Mm-hmm. And like, like we were talking about before we went on the air here, it's hard to develop a policy that covers the entire state when you've got this corner of the state with fewer problems than this corner. And yeah. I and I believe that to be true. I, I in discussions with the board and with Commissioner Neidig, that's a concern. 
because you know the I, I mentioned Newton County or some of those smaller schools counties down there you know they've had a handful of cases of COVID um, and you know to treat them the same as you would treat Marion County around the the ring of Indy, you know, 465 ring and stuff. That's, yeah. that's, that's really not fair. Um, but we all know that kind of what happens around the larger schools in Indy um, kind of dictates many times what, mm-hmm. what happens elsewhere. All right. What's uh, pretty generic, pretty straightforward, I guess. What's the optimism level right now? Like for you personally, <laughs> not speaking on behalf of the IHSCA or Jimtown or the DOE or the governor, um, <laughs> what it, we're sitting here July 14th, you know, 1.30. What's the um, yeah. optimism level? That we I, do I, was, I tell people right now, I'm, well, I'm very optimistic, but if I had to put a number to it, I'd say I'm like 75-25 in favor. <laughs> like, you know, I really... I really think we'll be okay, um, you know, and I, I think if people, um, you know, take it seriously and we do some things to to, uh, to social distance people and, you know, I, I think we'll be okay. And then once, once we can get some events going and then, you know, if everything goes well and, you know, people see that, okay, this is, this is, this can be okay, you know, we can, we can fight the pandemic and, and still have some some sports and things, mm-hmm. then, then I think we'll, we'll move forward from there. So mm-hmm. I think see just the initial first steps have to get in and, and, and like I said, things go well. Right. One of the, one of the questions that, that's been going through my mind, it's, it's more of a personal question here. What, what are the plans for like the press box? I mean, it's much easier to social distance fans sitting in the stands than it's going to be to separate you know, media people, press box workers, the announcers, and all those people in the press yeah. box. Well, and that's going to fall on me because when I'm at Jimtown, um, I'm going to control the press box a lot better in terms of who gets to be in there. Yeah. And there's going to be, um, you know, obviously the, the guys running the scoreboard and, uh, you know, that sort of thing and keeping the books and everything. They're, they're going to get priority and we're going to try to spread them out. We've got a, we've got a pretty big press box at Jimtown. Yeah. Some of the smaller schools in our area don't. And so that's going to be more of a challenge for them, but you know, that's it's just a it's just a situation where, you know, I'm going to have to be proactive and just let people know, hey, there there's a capacity in the press box of say 10 people. And you you know, traditionally you're you're you know, it might be me. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I may have to go be on the sidelines and not in the press box. It may be mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the superintendent of schools and say, sorry, dude, you're going to have to go yeah. watch the game over here to the side or whatever and and just police that a little better. But that's so, a good question. So for week one, Northwood, Jimtown, um, who do I make my checkout to to get my spot reserved in the uh, press <laughs> box? Do I make it out yeah. to you, Jimtown, yeah, let, the General let, Athletic yeah. Fund? Let uh, me know a week <laughs> ahead of time. We'll work something out. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Awesome. I'm do in. you think that's something that's going to be more controlled at the local level? I mean, or will the state issue guidelines on that, do you think? Or? No, I think it'll just be local level. That's, that's, my, that's my feeling. Uh, because every situation is different, you know, and every field is different. And, uh, you know, we, were look, we, we just had this past weekend at Jimtown uh, on Sharp Stadium, we had our our 2020 graduation and um we we had it set up and it was thought out proactively ahead of time of you know these folks these particular tickets each kid got a certain number of tickets and 
you're going to you're going to spread out in the stands based on how it's marked mm-hmm. and then the kids are on the field and all the chairs spaced 6 feet apart and um, and so forth now was it perfect no there's probably some things you can you could learn from it but yeah it's possible to do it and and uh, you just have to think it out ahead of time and how people come into the stadium and and, and so forth and there's just all kinds of, of factors mm-hmm. you you can't i can't necessarily control you know what 3000 people are doing and how they're standing and, and sitting once they're in the stadium right right but um you know but i can set up my concession stand maybe a little bit differently and and have it so i don't know there's just different ways to do it have you slept much lately <laughs> uh, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been doing okay. It yeah. just, yeah, it's just one of those things where you, you know, you might go three or four nights in a row, and then something random in the middle of the night, you wake up and go, oh man, I just, yeah, I haven't even thought about that. You know, yeah. one of those things. You have to have like a little notepad next to your bed just to be safe <laughs> no, to write that down. No, I haven't, I haven't gotten that bad yet. But. <laughs> like we also talked about before too, it's one of those things that, you know, what works today may not work the next day or in you know in two weeks exactly. right now we just don't know it's going to be a play it by ear thing basically it is and that's and that's what's driving everybody nuts because people want to know what's going to happen right you know but you you, you can't you can't predict at this point mm-hmm. well greg i feel like i've uh I think I've asked enough questions you got any more questions for nathan that i might have missed i don't think so yeah. anything else you want to add nathan to nope just uh everybody do your part Let's, uh, let's do what we need to do to, to whip this thing and get our kids back. You know, I, I always tell people, and I believe this with all my heart, um, high school athletics and activities, they're, they're the glue, man. They're the, mm-hmm. they're the glue that stick kids to their communities, and they make them want to be part of school, and they want to make them want to, you know, wear the name Goshen or Jimtown across their chest. And um, if we can figure out a way to make, make this work in terms of, you know, not for my benefit or for your benefit, but for the, for our kids. I mean, they need this. They need to. They need. They need to be a part. And it's it's um it's it's really important. There almost there has to be a way to do it and to do it safely for those kids because that's the important thing too. I mean, they need this experience, but they also need to stay safe. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's got to be one of the top priorities. Well, there's risks and there's risks in everything we do, right? And and. Uh, Sometimes some things are riskier than others, and we we have to you know care for others, but also take care of ourselves as well. Absolutely, awesome. Well, thank you again, Nathan, for really coming on. Thanks really, for me. really, really appreciate this. No um, I think this is a good way to kind of get some answers, given your got a direct line to the IHSA, and uh, I think I think people want to hear the answers because these are obviously the questions a lot of people are thinking, a lot of people are saying right now as we. You know, we're three weeks away from our first organized girls golf That's right. meet and a month away from football, potentially. Yeah. So yeah. so keep a good thought. I, uh, <laughs> I keep your fingers crossed. I think I think it, it ho- hopefully it's going to work out. Yeah. All right, Nathan, thanks again for coming in. And folks, tune in next week for another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>